And that's the that's the unfortunate thing about characters. Character can't be imparted. Like we can't do we can't do a prayer line and we're gonna line everybody up and lay hands on you and we're gonna impart character into you. Character is the is the fruit of healthy experience and faithful endurance. It's like I've I've gone through things and I've done it in a healthy way. This is the Leading Second Podcast, where we are on a mission to equip local churches everywhere to raise uncommon leaders. The Leading Second Podcast releases every Thursday morning, so hit follow and share this episode with your team. Now, let's jump into another episode for all of us who lead from the middle, from the second chair for the second chair. Welcome back to season five of the Leading Second Podcast. So excited you're here today. If I haven't met you yet, my name is Brandon Stewart. My wife, Lindsay, and I founded this tribe, Leading Second. And on behalf of her and our whole team, I want to welcome you to this space today. So um, honored uh, to have a moment, to have a space in your life as a leader. If you lead from the middle in any capacity in church life, if you are a second chair leader or you carry the leading second spirit in your heart or what you do in ministry, welcome to your tribe. This is your space. This is our conversation. And I'm so glad you're here today. And um, and we've just got so much coming up in the life of leading second. If I haven't had a chance to do so personally, I want to personally invite you on behalf of Lindsay and I to join us at Leading Second Camp. Leading second is a call to be uncommon. Uncommon does not mean to be better than, it means to be different from. In 2023, the journey continues. The Leading Second Tribe gathers again. Calling all church builders, executive pastors, campus pastors, lead team members for inspiration. I'm actually calling you to be the exception. For impartation. My assignment today is to be your Jonathan to remind you that God is for you and he's got great things inside of you. But if you don't know how to carry the burden, you'll walk away. That we may be found faithful. I'm actually calling you to be the exception, to be the one that carries this when no one around you seems to carry it. For more information and to register, visit leadingsecondcamp.com. So leadingsecondcamp.com has all the details for you. I would just love for you to feel invited to come and be with us at one of those events. It won't be the same without you. Bring your team, don't come alone. It's gonna be awesome. Today, we are continuing a vital conversation across the podcast that's gonna take us um, here through a couple weeks. We're calling this series, Things That Will Take You Out of Ministry. It's weighty, but it's important. It's important that we shine light on some things so that the enemy has no foothold in our lives as leaders. If you're listening to this, I believe you're like me. You want to run strong. You want to go the distance. You want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You want biblical faithfulness and fruitfulness in your life. And if that's you, uh, what I know is there are some potholes along the way. <laughs> there, there are some things that that could take you out if they go unaddressed. 
And so we're shining light on those things um, so that we can deal with them and so that we can face them. And uh, today's important. It, it's a foundation issue today. Today we're going to talk on the subject of character, identity, and formation. I understand this is an important conversation, and I understand that it informs a lot of the other conversations that we have. It's really a root issue. It's a foundation issue. I want you to know we have this conversation today with compassion. Uh, we have this conversation today with love, um, and we also have it with truth and believing that um, Jesus will abound in our life where there's grace and truth present. So um, I've invited the Coast Life Church team uh, from Venice, Florida back. Uh, in fact, we were we were talking on part one and we just kept the you know the mics going and captured part two. I love their wisdom and their perspective on this and I pray it helps you. So without further ado, here's our second installation in our series of things that will take you out of ministry. Let's talk today. All right, we're back on our series of conversations, things that will take you out of ministry. And um, I'm so excited to be having this conversation today. I want to welcome back uh, the Coast Life team, Pastor Jason Warman, uh, Trevor up, and Lady Richie. Say what's up to everybody, guys. What's How's up? Guys doing? Hey, I'm so glad you're here here. And uh, we've been talking, you guys have been a part of this conversation. We've been talking uh, on things that'll take you out of ministry. I love your house. I love your perspective. And you all have helped develop this Leadership Essentials resource at Team Church through Team Church Conference. And I want to encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, if, if you're finding these conversations helpful to you, um, there's a full resource there for you to use in your church. Also, I recognize that as we're having these conversations, we're talking about really tough stuff. And, and today um, today would, would be very, very tough. And, and uh, I want to open the door through our ministry right from the jump today. Uh, if what we're talking about in this series is, is impacting your life, if, if you're walking through something that feels tough, that you need someone to talk to, will you reach out to Leading Second uh, through Instagram, through our website? It would be our honor to have a conversation with you, to pray with you, if nothing else, to help support your journey. If you want to get it right for your pastor, for Jesus, for your church, we are with you yes. heart and soul in this season. We just want to see you healthy, thriving in ministry. And that's why we're, we're wanting to go where we're going to go today, especially. So today as a part of this series, we're going to talk character, identity, and formation. I mean, Pastor Jason, identity is a hot word in culture right now. Is, is there any more debated word? Um, maybe COVID, I don't know, but, 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 you know, the it's everywhere and, and, and it's important. And this is, this is deeply personal to people when we're, when we're talking about this. So can you just share with us, um, maybe for a minute, why this matters and why this is often behind some of the other problems that we face. I mean, this is often a root issue to some other things we walk through as leaders. Yeah, when you when you talk about leadership, there's actually two different things I'd point to in in uh, character and identity. One is just our Christian character. Do you know you're a, a child of God? Do you know that you're a son of God, a daughter of God? But then there's a different identity, and that's the identity of what I would call a Christian leader. The, the Bible talks about there being a different set of expectations for somebody who's going to step into church leadership. And so mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we have to do is we have to help people transition from being somebody who's on the team to somebody who's now going to be responsible to be over the team. Mm 
Like that's, that's not the same thing. There, there's a different set of expectations, you know, right. Peter talked about being an example to the flock. James said, not many of you should be teachers. There's going to be a a separate expectation. Paul, 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1 walks through a whole list of qualifications. And I think one of the things that we've done is we've given people a title without an identity. And Mm. we, we need to kind of step back in the church world. And we don't need to pass out titles until we've done a really strong effort to help somebody form a Christian identity and also mm-hmm. help them form a church leadership identity in their life. Brilliant. Brilliant. And I, I agree. I think we got there too fast sometimes. I think pre-COVID, <laughs> sorry, we keep bringing up this season, but pre-COVID, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of us had growing churches and growing, you know, multi-site, all that. And so we we just needed people and yeah. kind of, you know, sometimes to our detriment at warm bodies in places. And then now I think it, 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 a little bit different. We kind of have this great resignation, quiet quitting thing going on. And I feel, I feel like we need leaders more than ever. Yeah. You know, we need team members more than ever. But aren't don't you think we're kind of at risk of rushing this process? When we really need to be vetting this. We, I'm guilty. Like where our church was growing, we just tried to churn out leaders. And like at some point you got to, you know, you're, you're cooking a pot roast in a microwave and you got to get tired of wondering why this doesn't taste good. (laughs) And it's because you're trying to, you're trying to quickly do something that it takes time for it to be right. And that's, I think that's, I'm a, I'm an ambitious person. I'm a driven person. I think most you know, that probably describes every leader listening to this podcast. We're, we're wanting right. to move the ball forward. We're wanting to grow things. We're wanting to see things progress. And then you get too hasty in, in your leadership development. And character is just, it. you, you don't cook it fast. You, you cook it slow. And that's the that's the unfortunate thing about character is character can't be imparted. Like we can't do we can't do a prayer line wow. and we're gonna line everybody up and lay hands on you and we're gonna impart character into you. It, character is the is the fruit of healthy experience and faithful endurance. It's like I've I've gone through things and I've done it in a healthy way. I've experienced loss. I've gone through hardship. I've gone through bad circumstances, but I didn't get bitter. I didn't get angry. I didn't get vengeful. I went through, I had experience, but I had healthy experience and I showed faithful endurance. And that's, you know, Paul talked about Romans five, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character. Uh, I would love it if he would not have said that. That was so much better. (laughs) But it's it's the reality of what we're in is we're we're playing a long game with character. It just takes time to form it. Something you wrote, um, you and the team wrote, Pastor Jason, that I'll let anyone respond to. But the healthy leader lives with a God-defined, Jesus-centered, gospel-driven identity. I just thought that was so brilliant. A healthy leader lives with a God-defined. Jesus-centered, gospel-driven identity. Um, why is it important that we are clear in these areas as a church? I mean, why why does clarity matter? I think uh, we are in a season um, for a culture climate where it's buzzing with the social justice movement of the week. And I think this is where you'll tap into character issues because people want to make an impact 
But like Pastor Jason said, it takes time. This is not a microwave thing. So character takes time to develop. So we want to be a part of something, something greater than ourselves. But we don't want to go through the development of being the one who brings the impact because it first must dwell in us. And so I love the gospel-driven identity. So my identity is driven by spreading the gospel. It it is the great commission. That's what I live for. Well, that doesn't come overnight. I can't just jump on Instagram and find something that kind of hurts my heartstrings. And so, no, no, if I'm gospel driven, it means that I'm here for the long haul, which means that I need to develop my character in season. And I can't be a step ahead of my character. So I can't want to Mm. live in a future season, but my character be behind. So what we'll do is we see people get caught up in the social justice movement, but aren't remembering, and this is leaders in the church, aren't remembering to keep the main thing the main thing. So the main thing is to be gospel-driven, that my my identity is centered in Jesus. And I think if if we don't, if we're not careful as leaders, we'll get swept up in that and it'll actually pull us away from the church. It'll pull us away from why we got into this in the first place, because we don't want to actually go through the development on our own to say, I need to develop me first. Um, I need to maybe sit in the back seat for a while and let somebody else drive this vision and me just get in the car and allow my character to develop until it's my turn to sit in the front seat or maybe even in the driver's seat. But that's not, that's time that can't be, can't be produced quickly. Okay. I I have to go somewhere right now when it comes to social media. Let's just talk about this for a minute. Social media and, and not just a platform, but I just mean our hyper connected world is playing an incredibly vital part of this right now for a couple of reasons. Number one, Trevor, you just referenced getting somewhere before you're ready. That can absolutely happen right now in our hyper-connected social media world. You can have a platform for having a kid talk about corn, you know, for crying out loud, you know, and, and all, all of a sudden you've, you're, you're millions of followers for, you know, you're, a, a platform can honestly develop overnight. And we all know in the kingdom, that is not how kingdom you know, authority comes and the, right. and the, the, the right and the responsibility to lead comes. It, it, it's much more a slow cooker than it is going viral, but you can go viral today. So that's, that's number one problem. Number two is we're having conversations about identity, politics, issues that matter. We're having them on mass scale for the first time ever. And, and what I mean by that is, um, We've never gone, I read this recently, we've never gone through a labor movement, for example. You know, there have been labor movements throughout our nation's history. We've never gone through a major labor movement with the internet. And so all this conversation about how much your, your employer should be paying you, how much, how much to go above and beyond quiet quitting, it's happened before. It's just never happened with the megaphone of the internet. And the same thing is true about identity issues, sexual orientation issues, gender issues. These conversations have been happening for decades, but they've never been happening in mass like they are. And so uh, we're just all bombarded, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. We're bombarded with information, with places we're getting information. Maybe just give me, I, I'm fired up about this. <laughs> Maybe just give us some, some grounding here. Like why is it important that we're grounded in the word of God in a season where there's a whole lot of voices coming at you right now to talk to you about character, about identity, um, about who you are and 
who, you know, your truth versus who God created you to be. I mean, why is this important? It feels more important than ever. Yeah. You know, I think we're in a culture that celebrates going viral, but we're in a kingdom that celebrates being faithful. And, Mm. you know, I never, I never set out to build a platform. I just wanted to build a church and I want to, I want to build leaders. I want to build teams. Like what is it that you're wanting to build? And our, our highest identity is, is servant. Like we're servants of God, servants of people. You know, I think uh, Elisha did twice as many, you know, it's debatable, but a lot of people say Elisha did twice as many miracles as Elijah. And he poured water on Elijah's hands for four years. And he didn't have a voice for four years. He didn't, he, he served Elijah for four years. He was called to be a prophet. He never prophesied. He never taught, never got a platform. He just served Elijah. But when Elijah was transitioned to heaven, Elisha was there to receive a greater mantle, a greater anointing. And I think it's just so important that we have that biblical understanding and that identity of who we are. Like, man, if I never go viral, that's okay. If I, if I never get a platform, that's okay. I want to be there to receive what God has for me. And the way that I do that is I'll be faithful to serve the house God's planted me in. I'm faithful to serve in the yeah. role that God's given me. I, I'm, I'm comfortable pouring water. I'm comfortable with the Purell ministry. I'm just going to keep somebody's hands clean. <laughs> just <laughs> just serve, serve the house. Uh, it's so countercultural today of everything that we're taught. It's like build your numbers on social media, track your views, all of that stuff. And listen, I love put content out there. Let's be a blessing. Let's spread the gospel every way that we can, but let's not measure our identity and let's not build our identity on, on that. Let's build it on a kingdom culture that says our highest identity as a servant of God and a servant of people. And we don't want to be flippant about this conversation because we recognize these issues are deeply personal. You know, yeah. we recognize that that um, issues in regard to sexual orientation are very personal issues in addition to character issues. Maybe you mentioned, you know, some sometimes it's not because of something we've done. It's because of what we've experienced in life, yeah. you know, um, that you just developed a flaw along the way. And I don't I don't want to be flippant about it because these this these are heavy things. I mean, there there are. There are character issues that leaders might spend a lifetime submitting to the foot of the cross, you know, and, and that's very real, but I just want to talk about why it's important to stay in that fight. Like, why is it important to stay humble before Christ, to keep submitting those things because they, they can grow just like the kingdom of God can grow in your life. These things can grow in your life as well. And and can ultimately be detrimental to ministry. So I guess maybe just talk to that person today. I guess who's who wants to serve God, but they've just got some very very real personal issues going on. Like, what would you say to that leader? I would say that um, we just have to be careful with the with the word care. I think drawing back to those three descriptions, the the middle one was Jesus centered, um, mm. and sometimes our drift away from God or drift away from the Bible and, and the truth that is in the word of God, it starts with this idea of caring and then it gets distorted. And then at the, at the heart of everything as Christians, we care for people. So then you see the pain that comes out of somebody struggling or even ourselves, right? Like I may not identify with a certain thing, but I may have what my flesh struggles with. And so in that, I can at least recognize with your struggle 
And if I'm yeah. not careful yeah. and I don't protect the Jesus center, my care will get distorted mm-hmm. and I'll start to allow things to slip in you yeah. so that yeah. I can allow things to slip in me rather than act biblical kingdom care looks like yeah. I'm going to hold you accountable. So you hold me accountable. And so I would say if you're struggling with something in this season, it may mean, it may mean that in this season you need more accountability than anything. And it doesn't have to be everybody, but it has to be somebody and it has to be somebody who's going to hold you accountable. And it may be that person who you've held accountable in the past. And it's time to kind of let that, let that debt pay up. Hey, remember when I helped you through this, I'm struggling in this season and I need Jesus centered care. And I need you to help me get through what I'm walking through in this season. Well said, well said. Let me ask you guys a practical question. How are you navigating conversations with team members, you know, around identity issues and that sort of thing? I would say with love and honesty, um, I've just kind of taken the approach that when I see something, I'm going to say something. Um, and that's can it's like a hard kind of line to to walk on. Um, for example, just this morning, my eight year old daughter, she was like, Mom, it hurts in her hip bone because she doesn't understand that it's growing pains, right? That it's just her Mm, bone stretching. She doesn't understand that. She just thinks it hurts. Maybe I hurt myself. And I was like, no, like this is, you want your body to grow. Sometimes it's going to hurt. You want to be a big girl. You want to be a teenager one day. You want to be an adult. Well, it's going to, it's actually going to cause your body to form, right? And when we're talking about identity and formation, we almost have to allow, you know, we have to understand that there's going to be some pain, some things that we're going to have to give up, some things that we're going to be stretched in. And, you know, when, when I'm, when I have to navigate a conversation with, with a team member who's, who's struggling with identity, I just do it with love and with kindness, but I don't sacrifice truth. And I say, this is going to hurt and it's going to be hard, but we're going to get through this together. And so this is what God said about you. And so we're going to fight through what the devil's making you think is the truth. We're going to fight through what you're telling yourself is the truth. Um, You know, I would say we're going to push the dark cloud away because that can feel like there's a dark cloud kind of looming over you. And I say together, we're going to push through this. We're going to pray through this and we're going to trust that God is going to do what you're asking him to do. Yep. I'd also add to that. That was really good. I'm I'm gathering, by the way, you don't have a lot of timidity when it comes to... (laughs) Uh, when you see something, say something. I've I've heard that as a theme here over these conversations. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I'd also advocate, you know, for um, the environment we create around leaders who are struggling. And, and let me just say this. We can't make anybody change or lay something down for Christ. You you can't you can't make somebody get to that point. And and we can sometimes as leaders want it for them so badly. Yeah. You know, want it for them. Um, but ultimately finding your life when you lose it is the yeah. job of every believer. It's the job of every leader. And it's it's a personal journey for everybody. But I think what we can do is we can set the right environment around that. Let's even just take the issue of sexual orientation. I've had conversations uh, with people in the church and I've seen guys not lay that down and walk away from Christ. And I have seen guys lay that down and continue to lead and God bless their life and bless their ministry. 
you know, as a result of it, it's like, we've seen both and it's, you want it so badly for somebody you want, you want them to know as deeply personal as it is, you know, there there's life, but you can't make them sacrifice. You know, we, we can't make anybody, anybody do that. And so I just think it's our job to keep the air clear and clean and, and the environment healthy around leaders so that they can make the important decisions that they need to make. And all, all well, uh, holding a standard of truth that we're called to in yeah. Christ, which is an incredibly tough needle to thread sometimes. Yeah. But I think we got to keep in the fight of trying to get that yeah. right. I guess P- Pastor Jason talked to us as a pastor. You know, you, you, you see a leader who may have some very real flaws, but they're willing to call sin, sin. They're willing to stay in the fight. Like, like what's your heart and your perspective toward that leader who, yeah, they got some stuff they're working on, but man, they are willing to lay it down for Christ. Like, what would you say to that leader right now? Don't, don't give up. You know, I think the, the frustration of our weakness and feeling hopeless that we can't change. And it's sometimes easier just to just to cave and like accept the the sin nature and just run with the identity the world is trying to give us and and it feels like acceptance but it's really a false acceptance because it's not the person God wants us to be it feels like love but it's really a false form of love and you know my, my heart for people is just like hey don't give up because if you won't give up God won't give up on you like that's what I know about God if you won't give up. God won't give up. He'll forgive you time and time again. He'll give you grace time and time again. And it's not, you know, it's not how many times you fall. It's how many times you get back up. And it sounds like church cliches, but it's true. It's, it's true. And I think there's just this pressure to like, to, to quit, to just lose hope that, that we can be what God has set the standard, if you will, for us to be. It's like, man, I can never get there. Yeah, you can't, but God's grace and God's strength and the Holy spirit and and a, and a good faithful church around you. And I just, I, ne- I would never want anybody to quit because of an identity issue. It's only, it's only when you walk away and, you know, like you, you step away and you, you take that journey. It's when you stay in the fight, like you said, Brandon, I, I think there's just a grace that God gives. I think there is, I think there's a reward both in this earth and in the, in the world to come for people who just have faithful endurance. And I think that's where character is formed just in that, that faithfulness to endure and, and, and allow God to do his work in your life. That's beautiful. Well said. I'll close with this one, uh, Trevor or lady, if either of you want to take this, but, you know, again, kind of to the leader who's, who's leading, um, they're facing a character flaw. They know what it is, um, but they have that temptation to keep it hidden. I mean, we all know what lady's going to say. She's going to say, if you see something, say something. We've established <laughs> that, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess just just talk in seriousness. Talk to the leader who would, would rather hide than bring it to light because that's real. We, 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 we lie to ourselves and we think, I'll just, I'll just get through this on my own. You know, I'll just deal with this on my own. And it, it's it's really a lie born of the enemy uh, over our lives to keep things hidden. Like, what would you say to the leader who like, man, I don't want to bring this out. I'm scared to bring this out. Just talk to that person for a minute. Like, what would you say? I would say that there's there's no cookie cutter for character. So sometimes we're looking for 
we're looking for the care or the growth that somebody else made and we're trying to attach who we are, our identity, our character flaw to them and say like, see, they didn't get through it or they did get through it, but we put the butt on it. Like, but I'm not like them. And so we stay hidden. Maybe we've seen it handled the wrong way. Maybe we've seen, whatever the case may be that's keeping it hidden at the end of the day, if we hide it, you've heard it, then, then God can't heal it. But I think at, at, at the same point, you, you have to remember that there are people that are also attached to you. And so you owe it to those who you lead. There it you is, go. It is. You you have, go. We have to remember that when we walk away, when we step away, when we fall, when we, there are people that are attached to us who have seen us go before them. And it is our responsibility to keep ourselves healthy. So if you are struggling with whatever, whatever it is today, just think of all of the people. I'm a dad of four. It is my responsibility to my children to stay healthy. And whatever I'm struggling with, it's going to come out eventually anyways. And at what cost will it cost yeah. the people that I love? And so you have to get the care that you need. You have to identify it. Get it with a lead. Get with a leader who you trust. And, and it may not look like the way everybody else got care. And that's okay because it's your character that needs development. And so get with a trusted leader. And, and it has to be said to protect those who not only yourself, but the people who are following you and the people you love. You owe it. I guess you said, I say you owe it to them and yourself. Brilliantly said. Lady, anything from you before we close? Well, I'm always reminded of James 5.16, which is therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And and to be honest, that's just a scripture that I live my life by. Even if it's just even if it's just one thought that pops into my head, I'll look at my husband and I'll say, babe, this is a weird thought. And, and you know, <laughs> it takes a level of trust and vulnerability. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. why I'm thinking this. Like, please, like, what do you think? Why do you think I'm thinking this? And it always ends with us praying together. Why? Because we're just, we've just decided we're not going to let shame control us. We're not going to let the enemy rise into our mind. Um, you know, I think the world wants us to live under this imposter syndrome that we don't deserve what God has given us. We don't deserve the titles that, that, that he has blessed us with. And, and, um, you know, we, we fight really hard to, to rem, like remind each other, no, this is what God says. And so I think that if you're struggling today, you need to tell somebody that you're struggling because, um, then there's somebody alongside you who's going to say, I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to love you through this. And I believe that together, you know, like with the right leadership, you can, you can surrender the things that you're struggling yes. with to Jesus. Yes. Beautiful. Very, very well said. I believe you guys have encouraged some leaders today and thank you for your contribution. And again, if you're listening to this and this, this topic is resonating with you and there, there's something in your world going on, maybe you need some counsel on how to approach it with your pastor. Um, you do need to confess it to somebody, reach out to us, our team and myself, we are at the ready. Um, we would love to help point you in the right direction so that you know, in, in 10, 20 years, like you're standing, you're thriving, healthy in ministry. That's our heart behind these podcast episodes. So we love you, Leading Second. God bless you. To find the episode guide, visit our website, leadingsecond.com slash podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Leading Second and join us on the Leading Second Collective on Facebook.